Welcome to Removing Addiction and Healing Mental Health. In this new weekly podcast series, you'll hear from healers and experts in removing addiction and improving overall mental health. You'll also hear from lived experience advocates revealing their secrets to living their best life. Now here's your host, MC Counseling's Mike Carroll. Now, today I'm joined with Tiana from Embodiments with Tiana on Instagram. Welcome so much to the show. Thank you for joining me, Tiana. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. I'm so thrilled. I know that we've been connecting a lot on Instagram and it's so thrilling to see all the work you're doing and putting out there. I think it really helps everyone and makes a difference. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I love how you do your dancing and you had your 30 day challenge or your 30 days that you were doing that I was following. And I'm just, I'm blown away by how open you are with your body, but also with your mind and your spirit all connecting as one to be able to help people. And we were talking just briefly before about, you know, who do we help especially? And every podcast is going to get somebody in a different way. And I think really, as I said to you before, helping young women who are struggling with body image issues and also uh, with depression and also with issues surrounding social media use, um, the way that they look in terms of physically and how they present themselves to the world. And I think with your videos, until Instagram deletes them, um, you know, is... (laughs) Is a really a good way, right now. <laughs> is a really good way of being able to tell, to, to be able to demonstrate and and show that self uh, self expression can be done in lots of different ways. Now you're in Pennsylvania in America. Could you tell us a little bit about your story, Tiana, and how you came to be embodiment with Tiana on Instagram? Yes. Uh, it has been quite a journey so far. Uh, you mentioned the thirty days of soul work I started, which really kind of launched my embodiment process and that healing journey, which I know has been not understood by many and Instagram does not like it, but you know, I'm going to keep going with it and I'll just get more creative. But for me, it is actually completely out of my comfort zone, even though I think when I'm doing it and sharing it, it probably looks like I'm really confident and I'm like, yeah, this is what I do all the time. No. (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious because I thought you you feel so comfortable with it. Sorry, keep going. This is amazing. Oh, it's like, uh, and I don't think people realize that. So it's a good thing to express because it is such a big, it's become such an important part of my self-expression and healing, but it is completely pushing myself out of that comfort zone, which has helped me as well to realize I can do this. You know, I can love my body. I can move how I feel intuitively and just, feel the emotions moving through me and just let go. And I always actually, after I post one of those videos, I like hide away for like a day or two. <laughs> wow. I'm not going to like comments. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious, because, but it's not hilarious because it's so true and it's so individual and it's self-expression yeah. to its absolute limit of what Instagram is going to let us go. And I'm not saying everyone needs to be naked, but it's like the way that you do it and it's, you know, and knowing that so many millions of people are looking are looking at it and it's something new, that's even more special. Um, how did you come to be able to want to do this? And 
have you had addiction and say mental health issues in your past? Definitely. Yeah, I come through a very uh, trauma-filled history. So from my childhood and my teenage years, I got in some really bad relationships. So I was always judging myself too Mm. harshly, my body, feeling uncomfortable in my body, just kind of trapped really. And like, I didn't know how to express that and how to let myself free and... Uh, I would always numb myself through addictions, whether it was alcohol or drugs or social media. Even I went Mm. through a really bad phase where I was just completely absorbed in it. And my partner even admitted to me, he was like, I didn't even know you back then because I was so in touch with, oh my gosh, this is my persona online, you know? Mm. So now I have to keep a really strong balance of, that's why I kind of disappear sometimes after I post that video. I'm like, okay, I want to share this and express it, but I also have to not be consumed by it. <laughs> wow. Yes, definitely. Because um, we would not have known unless you, you've, you've said that. But that's the beauty of it, isn't it? That you can express yourself in, in, in a video and you can leave it. It's out there. You want to do it, but you still have that safety net of yourself that you can go back into. How did you create that safety net? for you to be able to express yourself in the way you want to and not feel that you need to do things that Instagram likes or, or social media, um, you know, promotes or promotes us to be, you know? How did, how did you get to that stage, Tiana? A lot of soul work, inner body work, uh, just kind of searching what I wanted, what I needed inside finding that peace with myself, which was such a difference from the addiction where I would completely want to escape that. So instead of escaping, I was actually just, you know, really embodying who I am and who I want to be and who I know that I can be, if that makes sense. It certainly does. How did you learn about doing this work and coming to a stage that this was how you were going to, you know, get rid of your addictions and improve your overall mental health? Yeah, it was quite a process. I didn't really have a plan, I guess, but I just followed my intuition, which was a big thing. And uh, my therapist actually said to me when I first started with her like two years ago, oh, I have all these addiction issues I want to fix and get rid of. And she was like, well, why don't we just sit back and look at the like real things you want to fix, like the focus on your trauma and then everything else will fall into place. And that really stuck with me because instead of focusing on, you know, I'm numbing myself too much, I would just focus on, okay, what's the actual underlying issue? Why am I feeling like I need to numb myself? What's going on there? And just really taking that like deep inner dialogue every day into myself and where I am and what I need and what my body needs. Uh, A lot of yoga too, that has really helped me with the embodiment because I'm able to like move and feel my body and just feel comfortable in my body for the first time, probably in forever. (laughs) That is an amazing story. And to add to it, what was like, have you always liked dancing? Has that been something that, that you've, that you've loved? No, I've never, I've always wanted to be a dancer. My sister actually took ballet and dance classes and I never felt comfortable enough 
but I always wanted to express myself that way. And I have this clear memory of when I was like 15, just dancing full out in my bedroom. <laughs> and I was like, this is so amazing. <laughs> but I was like, is this crazy that I'm just like fully unleashing? And then I just kind of returned to that liberation, that feeling of just letting loose. And it's been transformational, really. <laughs> that is amazing. And even more so the fact that the, the person that you went to see, it wasn't about working on addiction or on mental health. It was working on the causes of it. And I'm not so familiar in America, but I know in Australia, we haven't ever wanted, in terms of the public system, to help people with addiction or improving their mental health has been focusing on trauma. And I think it's because it can, if you're not a good practitioner, it can really um, bring out lots of negative parts for people. But that's the key to it all, I believe. And, and you've just, just said that. If we can look at the reasons why we use it, we have addictions, the reason why our mental health isn't as strong as maybe it should be or, or, or it could be, it, it comes down to those issues. And I'm really happy that, say, VADA, which is the Victorian Alcohol and Drug Association that I'm a board director on, that we are actually uh, doing lots of courses and programs for people to be able to uh, do, get more confident in talking with their clients about trauma. And it is something that brings up lots of different uh, feelings for people, depending on the type of trauma that they have gone through. And I think the big part is it's not it's not bringing up and talking about that trauma. It's the response that you have to it, and and having to or looking for different ways to be able to work through it so you can live your best life with your work and you're now a polyvagal uh, therapist, uh, teacher, how would you describe the certification that you've got and what you're looking to do in uh, for next year? Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's so I took a course kind of intuitively as well, yeah. uh, which was applied polyvagal theory in therapeutic yoga. It's a total mouthful, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> found it through the Embody Lab and I was like, oh, I'm doing a lot of embodiment healing. Maybe I should try this out. And I've been doing the yoga. Mm -hmm. So I, I went through it not really knowing a whole lot. I knew about like the vagal nerve, uh, which it kind of highlights our fight, flight, freeze response. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that course was really amazing. It just taught me how to move trauma through the body, how to regulate the nervous system, reset the nervous system, all through moving your body, working it out, doing breath work. So that was a total game changer for me, I would say. And it kind of taught, it showed me I was on the right path with the embodiment because I've, I was just intuitively moving whatever came to me, the emotions. And I was just like, okay, here we go. People are probably going to like, I'm going to scare people off. I'm going to get reported on Instagram. It's fine. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. And, and it's, there we go. And it's so, it's absolutely perfect. Um, what you do and, you know, yoga, it's like it was meditation. Now it's yoga is the, you know, the in thing. But it's like 
you're dealing with like three different things there. We're dealing with the yoga. We're dealing with the breathing that, you know, I reckon is the answer to a lot of mental health issues. It's just the way we breathe. It's as simple as that, you know, with the out breath and, and, and all the rest. Um, but, and we can go into that at another stage, but, but so it's that. And, and it's also, you know, moving your body. So that's that self-expression. There's, there's so much there. It's like you're taking yoga on a three-dimensional walk or a three-dimensional process. Would that be like a, a, a way to sum it up? I don't know. What do you, what do you say? Yeah. Cause it's more than just, you know, doing asanas or, you know, poses of yoga. It's actually feeling what your body is called to do, what you need to work out of it and where that trauma or that energy is getting trapped. So for me, and if you look at my embodiment videos, a lot of it's moving my hips and I have like a lot of trauma trapped in like my sacral center. So that was a big thing for me. And it's really just trusting yourself and knowing and not really caring what other people are going to say, which was a big thing because, you know, they don't know what I've been through and what I need to work out. So letting that judgment go, letting the self judgment go and just trusting you can move it out. Yeah. <laughs> work it out. Perfect. And it's so true, isn't it? It's, it's getting rid of, that's like another one of the keys to the success of improving your mental health and getting rid of addiction is not caring what other people think. And one of the biggest things that I, I integrate with, with what the work that I do with people is personal development. So, you know, like you, you move away from the crowd, you move away from the herd and become your own person. And it's almost the opposite of what we've been taught or, or, or we do at school. We want to be part of that crowd. We want to be together and, and like not, not stick out, but that's actually the key to success. It's Elon Musk's key to success, Bill Gates, um, uh, Ma- uh, the Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, from Facebook. It's like they were never uh, popular at school. They were, they were the ones that were, and I'm not saying they're the greatest examples in the world to use, <laughs> but they're ones that people will be able to resonate with in terms of, well, probably maybe not resonate, but would know them. Um, how did you, what were your keys to being able to not care what other people think when you're going to such a huge dimension of dancing and and your embodiment work? What was the, what would be the keys that you could give to, to say, younger women that are listening to this right now? Yeah. Um, well, I still definitely do fall into that trap of caring what other people think. And then I have to ground myself and be, uh, recognize, okay, why are you feeling that way? Because I think you hit on that. We all kind of want to belong. We feel like we need to fit in or just go with the crowd. But actually, uh, there's, I don't know, somebody said that really stuck out to me. Uh, when you shine your own essence, that's when people are going to really find you and resonate with you because you're offering something that not the crowd can offer. So I would really recommend just grounding into yourself and realizing what, what really stands out to you. And for me, that was a lot of journaling, a lot of inner work, the inner dialogue, uh, talking to my inner child, mm. uh, just going back to my roots and recognizing, okay, you know, it's okay to not be liked by everybody. It's okay to have a different body than everybody. It's okay to just be yourself, whether people like that or not, you're putting something out there and it's not about getting, you know, a thousand likes on Instagram or having the perfect body. 
it's about what you're putting out there and helping hopefully that one person who stumbles upon you, whether they like your post or even mm. recognize that or say, Hey, I love what you're doing. And I just trust that whether people are saying that or not, maybe there's people out there who can see what I'm doing and take some inspiration from it. So just oh, trusting in yourself. That is so <laughs> beautiful and just so warming and makes everyone feel so connected when, when you say that and, and helping so many people as well. If you reach one person, it's not about, and not about the amount of likes on Instagram, but just touching that one person. And if we can, if we go with that flow, it's amazing how many one people or one persons that we touch, you know, in terms of a group of them. And, and that's, that's such a beautiful thing. Um, I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. What do you, what was your inspiration to get onto Instagram and want to do this work to show other people? So as I kind of hinted at before, I had an intense social media addiction, if you will, Yeah, yeah. Um, actually on Twitter. So I, I never really uh, kind of ventured into Instagram, but Twitter kind of exploded in my face. I got bullied on there. I tried to do good for a lot of survivors. I started actually, I don't talk about this a lot, but I started like an independent press where I would publish stories from survivors Wow. I ended up putting in some narcissists who really just, I don't know if they just wanted to take me down or what, but it was very detrimental. I went through a complete mental breakdown kind of, and was feeling very negative about myself. I was very suicidal and I decided I'm not going to let this stop me. And I needed to find a safe place. So Instagram just kind of spoke out to me and I just started sharing my story and it was more for me to just recognize, you know, I have something that's worthy to share and hold myself accountable too. Like this is what I'm going through. It's valid. Mm -hmm. It's going to help people hopefully, but also it's helping me see my own growth as well to see here's where I was and here's where I am now. And sometimes I'll still go back to like my first posts on that Instagram and just see, wow, I was in a total different state of mind. And I've just, I like having that. It's kind of like a journal that people can access <laughs> if they want to. <laughs> Definitely. And thank you so much for sharing. That's such a personal part to your journey. And just going from Twitter to Instagram that, you know, I think out of all the social medias at the moment, and correct me if I'm wrong here, people that, you're, that, are, that are listening at the moment, sorry, the one person that's listening at the moment, um, is, <laughs> is, is, is that um, you know, Instagram would be almost, I would think, the last resort because with Instagram we've got all the filters that we can put on there to make ourselves look amazing. Um, Zoom is doing that for me right now, actually. Um, but, you know, and so, what, like, it's, it's just amazing that you went to Instagram and went to such a, a huge audience, you know, it's the biggest social media platform in the world, and with video, you know, there's one thing with Twitter. Mum loves Twitter with, you know, with obviously you can put videos and stuff on there, but it's like it's not the – I don't think it's, 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 the, it's the same engagement. I mean, is it because we're more – like you can be, I suppose, anonymous on Instagram, but it's easier to be anonymous on Twitter, isn't it, and like bully you or bring you down than it is on Insta? Would that, would that be right or what, what are your thoughts there? I think for Twitter, it's strange because you can just, it's kind of like wildfire. You can spread information so fast. And I think with Instagram, it's a little harder. You can't retweet or re-Instagram 
regram, whatever you would call it. I don't know. <laughs> but with, <laughs> with Twitter, you can like pick a post and then somebody can share that and share that and share that and share that. So in one way, I thought at the time, that's a great way to get people to you know, see my writing and it's very text focused. Like you said, there's not a lot of video. You can share it, but it's not as common. Uh, but I think the Instagram is just so kind of individual in a way. It's kind of like your own, you can create your own little brand. And I like that you touched as well on the filters because that's something I don't try to do at all. Like I try to not I know a lot of people probably edit their bodies or put on a good filter. Mm. And I just try to be very authentic because the authenticity, it really helps me look at myself better. And I know I'm showing up as who I am no matter what. And I love that you say that too. Um, it's so important. When I wasn't doing as many videos on Instagram myself, I was just doing Zoom. And then it's like, I didn't use a filter one day on Instagram. It's like, oh my God. When I'm on Zoom, it's already got that filter that, you know, makes you look like you haven't shaved, even though I, you have shaved, even though I haven't for a couple of days. Um, and it's like, oh my God, you get a total different feeling about yourself when you don't use them, as opposed to when yeah. you use them, when they're automatically on there. Does that make sense? Well, hopefully you're still getting a good feeling about yourself <laughs> because you should have a good one. <laughs> Thank you, Tiara. I appreciate that. I think that's a good thing to bring up, though, because social media can be so fake. And I think we're so focused on creating this persona for people to like and follow and get addicted to as well. Like, oh, this person's doing that or her body looks like this. Why doesn't mine? Or I don't know. So I've just really tried to keep myself grounded in reality on there as well, which is hard. But I, but as you said earlier, that you post a video, then you leave it for a day or so. And it's like, <laughs> it's not like you saying, I'm not going to do anymore because I didn't like that or whatever. It's you've got your system that you can go with to help you to keep posting those amazing videos and to help people and to stop them scrolling because they're seeing something different from what we're, we're seeing, you know, what we, you know, a lot of the other stuff that we see on, on, on social media, especially Instagram. So I think that's awesome that you do that. So just before we go, Tiana, in terms of improving the world's mental health, what are your thoughts there on how we can re-educate people about addiction, about mental health to, to improve people? Because we're going to be coming into 2022 very soon and we're probably going to have the biggest mental health crisis the world has ever seen. What are your thoughts there on how people can improve it for themselves? Yeah, it's been quite a journey, hasn't it, with all this pandemic we're all going through and everything. But I think as much as I know reality can be overwhelming, but as much as you can, just try not to numb yourself to what you're feeling and honor what you're feeling and honor your journey and wherever it's taking you. And follow your intuition because it's very strong. And when you learn to listen to it, it can take you amazing places. As it has for you. I so appreciate your time. Tiana from Embodiment with Tiana. You can find her on Instagram. And, of course, we'll have her handle on uh, this page as well. I'm Mike Carroll. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week for another episode of Removing Addiction and Healing Mental Health, the Mike Carroll Podcast. Bye for now. There are many ways to removing addiction from your life and many ways to improve your overall mental health. It is in our hope that we have opened your mind to see another way to live your best life. This has been Removing Addiction and Improving Mental Health. Join Mike Carroll next week for another episode.